Understood is a resource I have recommended for many years to parents looking for support with learning and thinking differences such as ADHD, dyslexia, and more. And I'm subsequently excited to tell you about their podcast, Understood Explains. This season, the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. They cover topics such as how to tell if your child needs an IEP, common myths about special education, and the difference between IEPs and 504 plans. I love how Understood Explains breaks down the overwhelm by unpacking an important topic each season and then drilling down further into key basics in each episode. Most episodes are between 10 to 15 minutes, and episodes are available in both English and Spanish. So fantastic, right? To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Edit Your Life. I'm Christine Coe. And I'm Asha Dornfest, and we're here to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Today's topic is modeling imperfection. So this idea of modeling imperfection came up in episode 21, uh, saying yes to saying no, which, by the way, if you haven't listened to, it's it's a gem. I got to say it really is. It's (laughs) it's one of my favorites. You know, I listened to it again just the other day and I was like, dang, that's good stuff. So anyway, (laughs) so we were in that episode, we were talking about how um, the notion, the whole idea of modeling makes so many people feel like they're in this perfection hot seat, modeling behavior for their children. And so if they don't act like sort of paragons of perfection at all times, they are setting their kids up for future therapy. And so I would really like to suggest that it's just the opposite, that modeling imperfection is what really gives our kids breathing room to make and grow from their own mistakes. I just, I just, I'm shaking all the pom-poms. I totally agree. And I want to say for context and to offer a real life example that change can happen, even if you are an incredibly stubborn person, that's a self burn. Um, (laughs) I think it's helpful to share that I am, in fact, a recovering perfectionist. <laughs> um, and I will say it's it's much easier to be me and, quite frankly, be around me as someone who now embraces imperfection and all of its gifts. Yeah, well, I will say that it's very easy to be around you. Um, but <laughs> I also know how hard it is to, you know, let go of being a perfectionist. That's hard, super hard. So. I commend you for that because I think it takes incredible amount of effort and humility, frankly. Um, You know, this extends, this is not just about parenting. This extends to all our relationships. So with our partners, with our friends and our extended family, when we let our flaws show or the things that we're struggling with, and we are open about the fact that we're working to improve or, you know, we we just straight up apologize for the mess ups. I feel like everyone around us <clears throat> excuse me, heaves this giant sigh of relief. Mm-hmm. It's like they're saying, oh, whew, I'm not the only one who does that. Yes, absolutely. It's it's such an important point. And I think it's both, it's it's the letting flaws show part and also the not chasing perfection at the expense of everything and, of everything and everyone around you part. You know, we've talked before about this in this podcast. We've written about it in the book. But, you know, this concept of the family system 
that pretty much everything we do impacts those around us. I mean, it's it's real. And I'm not saying that to make people feel bad or add pressure, just to kind of bring forward an awareness about our actions. You know, I'll, I'll fully admit um, that I wasn't always so aware on this front. And so it's been really, really helpful for me to reframe my thinking about how much what I do kind of impacts everybody else. And it's benefited my family enormously. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's interesting because I, I've never really been a perfectionist. That's not been my issue. But my issue has been, you know, always wanting to do something, quote unquote, right, because I don't want to let the people around me down. So that was an issue for me when I was a kid in school with my parents. Like, you know, I felt that my doing things well, right, properly, whatever you want to insert, somehow, um, you know, showed other people that I was there for them and that my messing up would be letting them down. So for me, that's how this that's how this looks. And so, you know, my struggle has been to let those mess up show and realize that I'm not letting my kids down when I mess up. Um, And I'm also, you know, I think the other thing I want to be really clear about is that we're not talking about intentional slacking. You know, I mean, we all need to hold ourselves to a standard that makes us feel good about ourselves. So the point is to sort of model that give and take of being a human who juggles. So not, you know, not some image of robotic perfection. You know, I'm th- I'm thinking Stepford Wives. Is that too old a <laughs> reference? Did you ever see that movie? No, that's well, and didn't they make like a remake with Nicole Kidman or something? So oh, see, I don't even know. That, that, <laughs> <laughs> I, Nicole Kidman would be the perfect Stepford Wife. Right. I think that was like, yeah, totally. Right. So yeah. Yeah. No um, offense to Nicole Kidman, but you know, I'm yeah. saying that as an actor. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, yes. And also this reminds me, I want to clarify add or add one clarifying point on this topic, which is, you know, I think it's important to say that striving for quality about things you care about or having high standards is not a bad thing. So, you know, those things are very important to me. But I think the point is when striving for pe- for perfection around things you don't care about or based out of some fear of comparison is that those are the things that I recommend letting go of. So, for example, you know, there are plenty of things that I share about, for example, you know, unicorn cookies that might make me look like a freaky perfectionist. But those are joy activities for me, Um, whereas there are plenty of things I do imperfectly, like, you know, for example, folding laundry, which I don't (laughs) even do. (laughs) Um, And I'm okay with that. You know, those are things I've let go of over time. Oh, I think I'm so glad you mentioned this because I actually think especially as women, it's really not only is it fine to be proud about the things that you excel at, it's fine to be a competitive person. It's fine to want to get ahead. So, you know, I, I really am glad that you are saying it's, it's a fine thing to be driven and to really care about quality and to enjoy sometimes the details of doing something really, really well. So exactly. This is, you know, again, this is not about, you know, everybody should just relax. Um, This is really about deciding what's important to you. And um, I don't know, just sort of letting that well-rounded part of yourself show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those unicorn cookies. She posted a picture on, on Instagram and I, <laughs> I actually couldn't believe them. I was sort of staring at the picture going, I couldn't even figure out how you did that. Well, you know, the good news for you is that uh, actually by the time this show airs, I will have a unicorn cookie tutorial up on my YouTube channel. So. <laughs> I was going to say, I really hope you take some video. Are you know what? YouTube channel. People, did you know that Christine's <laughs> doing videos? Okay, well, we'll talk about that later. But um, I just love Oh, my gosh. Actually, it's, it's perfect you bring that up, not just because I'm excited about it, be, but because part of 
wow, this I can't believe I just realized the intersection. But part of me finally getting this lifestyle solutions video series that I've been wanting to do for like two years, um, <laughs> part of me getting it out there was letting go of perfection. So like Aww. seriously, that was one of the biggest barriers. I'm like, oh, I'm, I, I don't want to produce things. I can't make them look perfect or I'm going to look ugly or <laughs> like whatever. <laughs> I had a million reasons why yeah. I, I couldn't do it. And finally, I was just like, I got to get over myself, you know? So even in my intro video, it's kind of like, it's, it's just totally not perfect. And I was like, I'm letting go of it. And now it's live. And, you know, it's, instead of like letting that get in the way, it's actually happening now. So I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of you for going for it. It's very easy to just hang back and be like, ah, but what if it's not perfect, especially in work? It's very easy to do that. And anyway, well, yeah. And I should say that the point is like, I'm have I'm having so much fun with it. Right. So So by letting go of perfection, I'm like having so much fun with this new thing. Mm -hmm. So anyway, especially in this digital age, since we're well beyond handwritten journals and letters to convey history, the preservation of stories is so important especially from the moms and mom figures in our lives. And if you've been looking for a way to collect those stories but aren't sure how to start, I have a recommendation for you. StoryWorth makes it easy. Every week, they email a loved one of your choosing a question prompt that you pick. For example, what advice would you give your 20-year-old self? And what aspects of having children didn't turn out the way you expected? Your loved one responds to that email with a story of any length. You will receive copies of these emails as they are submitted, and after one year, StoryWorth compiles the stories and any photos provided into a keepsake book. A friend recently shared how moving it was that her mom gifted copies of her StoryWorth album to immediate family members, a genius idea for expanding the preservation and sharing of those stories to people in different households and generations. Give all the moms in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years, StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com edit. That's storyworth.com edit to save $10 on your first purchase. As you know, I am all about micro-improvements, and if you'd like to dedicate a little time each day to learn a language, I have a great solution for you. Babbel is a science-backed language learning app that offers 10-minute language lessons designed to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Materials are rooted in real-life situations, so you can learn important basics such as ordering food and asking for directions. Babbel offers personalized learning content, real-time feedback, tracking, and visualizations, and their speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. No matter what level you are looking for, casual, intense, or something in between, you can enjoy app lessons, podcasts, and live classes from the comfort of your home on your schedule. Here's a special limited time deal for Edit Your Life listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for Edit Your Life listeners at babbel.com edit. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com edit. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash edit. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right. So before we get to our tips, we have some really great ones. Um, we have two bits of housekeeping. The first is um, we just wanted to thank one of our listeners. So via our public Facebook page, um, you can find us at Your Life Show. Erin um, Brown, she warmed our hearts, truly. She says she has lis- listened to every single episode fist bump, but um, that she especially loved the saying yes to saying no episode where we mentioned that we wanted to talk about modeling imperfection. And actually her note, Erin, if you're listening, go you, 
um, inspired us to move this topic up on our schedule because we have a lot of things in the hopper. So thank you so much, Erin. High fives. Yeah. Loved. I just, we love hearing from you and we love hearing from all of our listeners, but Erin, that we really, really appreciated that. So thank you. Um, so the second big news is from me personally. I have a new book coming out. Yay. <laughs> so my new book, Parent Hacks, is coming out really soon. And I'm so excited about it. It's just, it's turned out really beautifully. And I'm also incredibly proud of the website community that's made it possible. If you haven't visited Parent Hacks, uh, this is a blog I've been writing for 10 years. And the, you know, readers at, at Parent Hacks are the ones who've really you know, submitted all these hacks for all these years. Anyway, I'm very, very proud of this book. I'm very excited to get it out in the world. And I'm telling you about it right now because we have a fun little early order bonus gift that we are offering to people to really help us launch this book into the world because early orders um, are just a big part of what helps a book succeed. So um, I just wanted to let you know about it. If you're interested, it's really the uh, this book is a great gift for new parents. It's really fun. And um, so if you're interested for details, go to parenthacks.com slash book and you'll find out everything you need to know. Yes. Thanks. Thanks for letting me sort of insert my little book plug. I'm so excited about it. I really I've been working on it for I've I, it's like I started writing it a year and a half ago. Is there a date by which people should be pre-ordering? Yeah. Um, yes. The, yeah, uh, blah, 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 blah. Actually, um, what's the March 18th? What am I saying? March 18th is the date. So you've got oh my some gosh, time. which is Violet's birthday. So oh, everybody go. go order. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to like think, is that really her birthday? Is it? Yeah. Is it? Yes, it is. Right. I'll tell you more about in future episodes as things sort of progress. I'll, I'll tell you more. But um, for now, you can just uh, get get the little gifty. It's sort of it's fun. And I think it's really fun. Oh, my gosh. That's so, so exciting. OK, so, yeah, yeah. go okay. go, everybody and pre-order that book. It's going to be awesome. I can't <laughs> wait to get my grubby little paws on it. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So on to our tips. Um, so I, I guess actually before we get into tips, I, I think. I don't know, let's talk about this a little more because I think this idea might be sort of sort of a new one for people. And, you know, maybe you might still be wrapping your brain about like why you would possibly want to model messing up in front of your kids. So I just want to, you know, again, point out that when you model imperfection, it encourages your kids to try new things and to sort of relax about it. Um, you know, if you think about it, we're constantly asking our kids to do new and possibly scary things. So you know, they have to learn new, you know, this year it's geometry, next year it's algebra or whatever. You know, they have to play new sports. They, they're they meeting new people. They're, they have to learn to put on their coats. They have to interact with new teachers. I mean, you know, we just sort of forget that that's all, all that novelty can really bring up some anxiety for kids, or at least it's just a lot to take in. And so when we show our kids through our own imperfection that they don't have to excel at everything immediately, or in the case of some things ever, mm -hmm. <laughs> we just really lower the anxiety level that comes with all that new challenge. Yes, that is a good, that that's really a good one. Um, mm -hmm. Actually, just by just started indoor soccer and um, she wasn't feeling well this week and none of us really wanted to go because the first day, like she basically sat on the sidelines, you know, the whole time, like kind of scared. Yeah. And she said, I said, well, how are you feeling about soccer? And she's like, well, it's just that it was a little scary. 
And I was like, I get that. Like, this is a brand new thing. Like, you yeah. know, indoor, lots of kids. So I think, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's good to ease things up a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So my my kind of tip here, and it's like yours, this is a little bit more kind of thinking about the big picture, but it's keep in mind that modeling imperfection will help kids learn nuances. So in particular, I'm thinking, you know, that 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 people aren't just good or bad. Um, so I bring this up because one thing that's been fascinating to watch with Laurel, who I would say is a perfectionist by nature, is that this sense of perfectionism actually can extend to her expectations about people. So talking about missteps, my own, other people's, whatever, um, has actually helped her learn that you can still be a good person, even if you're not perfect and you make mistakes. Um, and I, I have a, just a little anecdote to share here, which is, you know, she, you know, as kids learn about vices in the world, um, somewhere along the line, she just developed this very strong reaction to, to smoking like mm-hmm. as a thing. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, you know, it'd be like, smokers are bad. And I'm like, where are you getting this? Like, I am definitely not saying this, but somehow she picked this up. And um, then she learned that one of her close relatives used to smoke, you know, no mm-hmm. longer does, but used to. Mm-hmm. And it was really, really helpful to, um, to realize, I mean, it kind of rocked her world, like really like, wait, this does not fit in my paradigm of the universe, but it was really good to be able to have that example to illustrate to her. Okay, listen, this person is still a good person. You know, they did this thing for a while and now they're not doing it. But, you know, so it's it's been a good good way to talk about stuff. You know, I never really thought about that. But I, I mean, I, the fact is that I think that when you're a little kid, you know, being a good person equals doing good things. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I think for some kids, like you said, you know, when you sort of do a bad thing, whatever bad is to that kid, right? It, it's sort of like, does that mean I'm a bad person? Mm-hmm. So, oh, that's, um, that's actually sort of profound. I really never thought about it that clearly before. So yeah, no, that's, um, that's good. And actually what I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you talked about Laurel being a perfectionist by nature, because that leads into my next sort of point, which is that it really, when you model imperfection, it helps kids with that who have their own perfectionist streaks. Mm-hmm. And I, cause I think we just need to say that some kids are just born that way. They really are born that way. I know because I have one of these kids. So um, my son is a perfectionist. And I mean, so much so that when he was a baby, he skipped the toddling stage because he didn't want to walk until he could do it perfectly. <laughs> so he went, I'm not kidding. He was a baby. He went from crawling straight to walking, like Mm -hmm. just walking. Like there was no sort of wobbling around and it's just his temperament. I say this because as I said, I'm not a perfectionist particularly. Um, He just is. And that's the way he was. That's the way he is. And he needed to learn, you know, as he's gotten older, he's 16 now. um, He's grown into this incredible, incredible young man, but he needed to learn to give himself room to learn and experiment. And, you know, (laughs) For better or for worse, I've been show I've been modeling imperfection for all these years, and you know I think my showing him that making mistakes, you know, isn't fatal. It helped. It's helped him loosen up, and it's also helped him see that hey, I'm I'm not a total failure in life. I, maybe I've messed up, but you know I've turned out okay. Mm-hmm. I think that really helps him as he's, you know, pondering this future ahead. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Actually, mm-hmm. one of the <laughs> so. Because, you know, Laurel's 
very similar to your son this way, but um, she now that she's in middle school and she's getting grades, um, you know, she really she wants all A's. You know, she's just very perfectionist that way. And so we've been sort of joking around with her, like, um, just trying to let her know it's okay if she if she doesn't get all A's, you know, or whatever. So we'll say something like if she forgets to bring her her dish to the ta- to the sink or something, we'll say, oh, C plus in dish management or. <laughs> And it just helps lighten them and she'll give us like a horrified look and then we'll all laugh about it and then she'll take her dish to the sink. Uh-huh. But I, yeah, I just think any of those little moments are, you know, are really important. Right, right. And again, it's not about, you know, lowering standards for kids. It's not about that. It's about, you know, just sort of opening up space for people to, you know, grow and learn. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And actually that leads to my next point, which is kind of related to the one I shared earlier, but it's, you know, to remember that, these imperfect moments, days, experiences, um, you know, they, they offer conversation points. So I bring this up because I hear from parents all the time that one of their biggest concerns is keeping those conversation lanes open with their kids. Anytime I write about how to like, you know, talk with your kids about stuff, people are always, you know, perking up and kind of like, I want more, I want more. So this is a definitely a little silver lining perspective maybe, but you know, think about it this way. If everything is perfect and rosy all the time, there's really not much to talk about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, those imperfect moments um, offer great conversation fodder with your kids. And um, it, this reminds me, actually, that I learned about this book called, um, I think it's called Beautiful Oops. I'll link it up in the notes. But it's it's one that Laurel told me her art teacher introduced her to. And it's just this, you know, kid's book about um, how if everything was and how any mistake can be turned into a beautiful oops. And I just, mm-hmm. I just love that concept because, you know, I don't know. I think when you're learning to draw color in the lines and whatever, it can, it can restrict you and, and make you forget that anything can be turned into something good. Oh, so, oh boy, we could talk about this for hours. <laughs> I'm talking because... to the optimist, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, but, you know, let's just remember that, you know, when kids are going to school, they're, this is not this is not a lesson they're learning in school. You know, in school, you got to get it right to get the A. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the fact is that, um, you know, the thing that I love to bring up, there's so many, like you said, so many examples of mistakes that turned into something good. You know, the classic one is um, Post-it notes, that Post-it notes, the inventor of Post-it notes, apparently, um, really, initially, it started as um, glue that didn't work. And you're mm-hmm. like, eh, it doesn't stick. Oh, but look, you can peel it off and it doesn't leave residue and hence post-it notes. Oh, and so man. see what I'm saying? Yeah. What, what mistakes can bring. Anyway, I, somehow I'm, I'm, I'm feeling this little glow inside, which means we need to have an episode about that somehow. <laughs> Not post-it notes, but I don't know. I'm going to have to think about that. People often talk about the impact of things like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrition on skin. But did you know those things impact your hair too? If you've been dealing with hair thinning, you are not alone, and Nutrafol is here to help. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement, with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with less shedding. I appreciate that they offer formulas tailored to different life stages, such as postpartum and menopause, as well as different lifestyles, such as plant-based diets. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol Women's Hair Growth Supplement for six months. 
Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering Edit Your Life listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code EDIT. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. That's Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, and use promo code EDIT. That's Nutrafol.com, using promo code EDIT. Did you know that hyaluronic acid naturally occurs in our skin, but decreases gradually as we age, leading to thinner, drier skin? If you're looking for support hydrating your skin from the inside out, check out one of the tools in my hydration arsenal, Rituals Hyacera, which I take every morning. Rituals products are tested and validated by a third party for allergens, microbes, and heavy metals, and Hyacera is clinically proven to reduce fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. They also engage in industry-leading sustainability standards and are a female-founded B Corp, which means they hold themselves accountable to not just their company's financial health, but also the health of people and our planet. Want to join me in hydrating from the inside out? Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com edit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com edit for 25% off. Okay, so that actually leads to my tip, which is to narrate your thought process out loud. You were just saying that imperfect moments lead to conversation points. And that is so true um, because you can really, I mean, you can actually lay it, lay it out. So I try to use uh, my own mess ups as opportunities to talk to my kids and I'm pretty open about it. You know, I'm open about my day-to-day mistakes and depending on the context, I'll talk to them about how I got myself in this situation or how I feel about it or what I'm doing to fix it. Um, And, you know, this sounds really heavy handed. I'm not talking about, you know, the the huge adult regrets I have in my life. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that, um, you know, I made a turn and the light had turned red and I got a ticket. So, you know, let's talk about, oh man, you know, I got a ticket and, you know, what am I doing to fix it? What should I have done differently? Mm -hmm. You know, this sounds, in practice, it's actually really light and casual. And, you know, I'm not lecturing them. I'm just sort of talking to them. And, when you say that parents are always looking for ways to talk to their kids and keep communication channels open, you know, my kids, uh, you know, I have a teenager and I have, and my daughter's 12. So my son's 16, my daughter's 12. And those communication channels are so important, especially as they get older. Mm -hmm. And the great thing is that when I talk about this stuff, I really connect it to the fact that, you know, someday you're going to be on your own and you're going to be making decisions. And it's just, it's good to know that you have leeway to make mistakes. I keep talking to them about that because I want them to hear that once I'm <laughs> once they're off in the world. Um, it just it you know, I think the other thing is in the moment, it opens up a chance for them to talk about their own mess ups. I mean, they don't often do it, but every now and then they do. And it's good. And mm-hmm. it might not be in that particular moment. It might be later. But again, it's all about permission, permission yeah. to permission to be imperfect. Yep, absolutely. Um, so my next tip is to try something totally new to both of you together. So, you know, it, it occurred to me as I was thinking about this episode that the natural rhythm of parenting and the, what happens as a function of age and age difference is that, you know, the parent is the teacher, you know, the one who knows everything, the one who's good at everything. 
So I just think it's kind of a fun exercise to try something new together so you can stumble and fall and be imperfect and and perhaps it will be fun or perhaps it could be terrifying as it was with the ropes course Laurel and I tried together this past oh, summer. Okay, where yeah. I nearly peed my pants, I kid you not, which would which would be would it, that would have been rather imperfect. Um <laughs> you know, but even so it was it was kind of awesome to kind of be on the same wobbly footing together and literally literally um it was really really good so you know i know it can be a little challenging to find new things but it you know it can be anything it can be something a new recipe or something just do something different okay that's totally genius um i would like to recommend um to those of you who are parenting gamers try playing a video game with your kid if you want to look like a total doof try that um because you know they'll just be like zoom 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 and you're going to be you know, like your fingers will feel like these arthritic things that don't move <laughs> properly and can't operate controls. Um, no, actually, you know, I, I joke, but I'm I'm also my kids love it when I play video games and when I sort of enter their world of mastery mm-hmm. where when I'm not, you know, when I can't do it. And um, oh, that's genius. I'm so glad you said that. You know, it's funny. This brings up a little memory for me, which is sort of the opposite. And that is <laughs> my mom and I when I was a kid, my mom and I used to love to color together. We would get these huge posters, like the kind you put on the floor, and Mm -hmm. we would take, you know, like a month to color them in. And my mom is a really good colorer. She really can color. (laughs) And guess who can't stand the lines? Me. (laughs) And every time I would be looking at my mom's coloring and thinking, gosh, she's so much better than I am. And it it wasn't even an issue. It's not like we were talking about it, but I, it, it, it bothered me that she was consistently better than me. And so funny because she was an adult. She had better hands you know, sort of manual dexterity mm-hmm. than I did. But I think, you know, you're right. For It, w- it would have been really nice for us to be in a situation where she was the one learning from me. Mm-hmm. Now that it just, it just remember that. But I got to say, actually, those coloring memories are really, really happy. I'm pointing this out for an example, but overall, it was really fun to color. You should try coloring with your kids sometimes. It's pretty fun. Yeah, totally. So anyway, um, my next tip is to learn to really apologize. And I mean, really apologize. This is one of the best skills I've ever learned. And with much practice, I shall say, is to learn how to apologize to my kids, to my husband, Mm -hmm. to everyone, basically. And I'm not talking about saying, you know, sorry for existing. Some people just say, sorry, sorry, sorry for, you know, they throw it out all the time. I'm talking about, um, you know, when somebody literally, I mean, uh, you know, legitimately has some criticism or hurt to be able to say, I'm sorry, and to hear them without adding a but, you know, mm-hmm. okay, sorry, but this is why I did it. You know, try to resist doing that to make sure that person really feels heard and acknowledged. It's amazing what can be fixed with a sincere apology. And I'm saying this because, um, you know, sometimes modeling imperfection is really, you know, imperfectly communicating with the person that you're with. So the other day, for example, um, Mira, my daughter, she wanted to show me something on a video game. There was this song in a video game that she really liked. And I really, I, I'm just not a fan of video games. I don't have a lot of patience when my kids are like, oh, watch me play. It's like, oh, please, no. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I was tired. She wanted me to come down. She said, please just spend 30 seconds. I want you to listen to this song. And I came down and I was super impatient. And I'm like, I, I don't, I, I don't want to do this. I'm really tired. And I just gave her a hard time about it. And she was pretty crestfallen. And she actually sort of, you know, looked me straight in the eye and said, you know, this is sort of important to me. And it was like, at that moment, I sort of went, oh, you know, and I said, 
I am really sorry. You know, I'm sorry. I need to give what you what you care about some, you know, some focused attention. Can I have a do over tomorrow night? Because tomorrow night I won't be tired. We will have time and I will give you, you know, five uninterrupted and enthusiastic minutes to listen to this song. It's like, great. And it was like, I mean, it, it fixed it. I think I, I, you know, she had a really legitimate point. So it, it, letting go of perfection becomes much easier when you've, um, when you know how to apologize and you know that it's okay. And, you know, even when you didn't realize it or mean to do it at the time. So that's my plug for apologies. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. I've been working yeah. on my apologies too, and and it it helps enormously. Well, the, the, other, the other the other yeah. sub, the subtitle would be "Don't be the Fonz." Learn to say <laughs> sorry. Are you the all getting fawns. Are you all getting the Fonz reference, listeners? Goodness, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Man, but okay, wait a minute. Okay, I got jumped the shark. But what's the other Fonz reference? Oh, does he no, not just, say sorry? Yeah, the Fonz. He like yeah. He would yeah like. Saying sorry and eating liver. Those are like the, the two things that he cannot do. <laughs> I don't know. Otherwise, I don't know. I watched a lot of happy days when I was, I just wanted to be happy. I love happy days. Okay. So uh, we digress. Okay. So the last tip I have is don't hold in your frustration. So this tip could be a segue to an episode called modeling healthy app healthy anger. <laughs> and so the reality is everyone gets frustrated. And in my very direct experience as a former perfectionist and a parent of a perfectionist, I found that perfectionists get frustrated, but then usually tamp it down and end up eating it in some way or sobbing in a closet or some other kind of healthy, unhealthy behavior. <laughs> so yeah. I just wanted to point this out because I feel like there's a lot of power in expressing your frustration in front of your kids so they can see you in an imperfect moment, which is fine and normal and good. And then they can see you work through those things. I think I might have mentioned in a different episode. I can't really remember now. But um, I just wanted to share a quick anecdote, which is that, you know, so some of, some of you will know and you for sure, Asha, know that I played violin, you know, semi-professionally for like 20 something years. And so I, I used to have musical skills and now actually John and Laurel are the ones playing guitar all the time. And John was like, you should, you should play it. You know, there are guitars all over the house. It's like easy. He's like, it's easy. And, or, you know, it's, it's such a fun thing. And I was like, oh, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. It's too big. There are too many strings and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and so finally um, I, I started playing it and I just kept giving up and I kept getting frustrated and I kept saying and getting kind of angry about it. And, um, he, John really encouraged me with it. And all of a sudden something clicked and I started to put it together a little bit more. And I think it was really good. You know, I could feel Laurel kind of watching this all unfold. And, um, I think it was really good for her to see me just be really crappy at something for a while and, and then work through that frustration and be frustrated and then get to the other side of it. Um, it was important for me and it was important for her. And, you know, it was fun for John to be in the teaching role there too. But mm -hmm. it's just really like, don't hold that stuff in. It's really mm -hmm. bad for you, you mm -hmm. know? <laughs> you know, um, it's so, um, I'm thinking as you share this guitar story that, um, you know, my tendency, and it's been this way ever since I was a kid, is I, I really sort of like to do the things that I am already naturally good at. And the things that I am reliably good at, I am, I am, 
it's not that I don't like to do new things, but it's not like I'm going to jump into something that I pretty much know I'm not going to be good at, at in the beginning. And that is exactly the opposite of what I hope my kids will do. I really hope my kids will try new things, even if they know they're going to mess up in the beginning. I mean, like skiing, for example, or anything. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it occurs to me that it would be a really good thing for me to do some of those things with them. Like things that, I, you know, I pretty much know I'm going to fall on my face, whether it's sort of literal or figurative. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a really, it's a, it's a good exercise in modeling. It's also just a good exercise for you as a person, you know, to, to sort of let go and have fun. And, and, and even if it, I mean, look, it's not fun to fail, um, but it gets better. And um, boy, that's a good reminder. I'm gonna have to think about that one. I might, that might make me change my your next edit. I just changed my your next edit just now. <laughs> but anyway, so what's your next edit? Or do you want me to go first now that I no, know what my changed one is? No, no, no. I think I know what my next edit is. Um, so my next edit is just the next time you mess up, try talking openly about what happened and what you're going to try differently next time. Just see, see how it goes. Try it out. Mm-hmm. That is a good one. And mine, <laughs> I had a different one, but I, I just, since we were talking about it, the more we talked about it, the more real and important it became to me, but is to look for something new to try together. And actually the moment in my mind where I changed it was when you mentioned skiing, because it just occurred to me that by the time this episode goes live, um, we will have tried skiing for the first time as a family. And so (laughs) I may be covered in bruises. Seriously skiing, you know, it's like you have to face getting off the lift. You pretty much fall down in the beginning. And then at a certain point you're like, this is fun. Yeah. Yeah. There is definitely falling that must occur. Yeah. I have not, I've not skied since like sixth grade and same with John and the girls have never done it. So, I mean, we will really be starting it all together as a family, which I think will be really, really fun and very, it'll be really, really interesting. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Have so much fun. Thank you. Should do that too. All right, sweet listeners. So you will find the show notes for this episode, including links to things we've discussed or that we found interesting at edityourlifeshow.com. That's right. And uh, we would love to talk to you about it. So visit us on Facebook. Um, Just search for Edit Your Life Show. Leave us a note or even suggest a future episode or leave a comment or pretty much just do anything that, that gets in touch with us. We love it. Thanks so much for listening. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt-free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows.